I'm so right. excited. Me too. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, everyone. Thank you for spending your weekend with us. We really yeah. appreciate it. I know I rarely work on the weekends, um, but this is definitely worth it. <laughs> this is a perfect way to start things off. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to chat about what we're going to chat about today. Yeah, it's not even work. It's just flowing right through. It's just feeling so good and aligned and it's just like so wonderful to connect with each of you so thank you again for sharing in the group for being here for just being an active participant of the journey and um listening in because obviously you're magnetized here because there are things that your soul is ready to unlock and things are clicking for you and we're here for all the breakthroughs Mm -hmm. and we've had uh well we had um i was i was saying to i think it was rachel in the group yesterday right that was sharing some of the things that she had manifested and, and allowed in. And um, she had said something about like, you know, can it actually be this easy? And one thing that I said to her was something I wanted to um, echo here, which was, you know, that manifestation and receiving and being provided for and having beautiful opportunities and love and abundance come your way. It was always meant to be easy. It was always meant to be, you know, just a byproduct of who we are and the lives that we come here to live. We don't need to prove our worthiness. We don't need to, you know, work for it. We don't need to effort our way into receiving these things. Where the work is or the quote unquote hard part is in really meeting ourselves in all the ways that we've been talking about this week and integrating, you know, this, these next level awarenesses and releasing what comes up because we've been talking a bit about, you know, false identities this week. And there's a lot of security for us in holding onto these false identities. And a lot of the time it's very subconscious. Um, but there's a lot that our minds and our bodies and, you know, just society doesn't want for us to let go of. And so the whole point of this work is that the work itself is something that, you know, takes a really specific kind of person who's ready to meet themselves on all these levels. But what happens on the other side of it is ease in allowing, right? Everything that we've been talking about. So it was never meant to be that receiving was hard. It's that letting go of what's in the way can be. And that's why, you know, we're doing this as a seven day mini mind because we wanted to walk you guys through this process. And of course we're doing our six month mastermind for people that really want to meet themselves in every way possible. And, you know, doing that when you, when you actually have the awareness of what it is that you're letting go of um, and, and have the support around that is, a very freeing journey rather than a lonely one. Like I know things that both Zoe and I worked through because we didn't have this awareness of what was wanting to be released. We often fought it. And that's where the struggle was. The, uh, the hard part is being willing to do that. The easy part is receiving from that space of just divine magnetism on the other side. Right. And divinity is a, an identity, a way of being that is just this very open space that, receives that sets intentions and then allows for things to unfold allows for more than what you asked for to unfold so the receiving part was never meant to be hard the work often can be especially when we don't have this awareness of what it is that's happening it feels like everything's falling apart around us Um, but in reality all that's wanting to happen is you know the releasing of these false identities and the things that are really keeping us trapped in the the patterns that we find ourselves Uh, habitually stuck in throughout our lives. Yes. Thank you, Lo, for shining a light on that because it's like, 
it's the letting go that can be hard because we are stuck. We, we feel stuck. We're never actually stuck, but we can feel stuck in this place of unawareness. And one thing I can say between the dynamic of Lo and I is that we've unlocked this space, this, this way of being that we're calling divinity in different areas of our lives. And so that's why we can be so powerful and be in each other's mirrors. So for example, I'm presently unlocking this way of being in love and relationships. It's something that Lo's already unlocked within herself. So when she's listening to me express, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm attached to. This is where I'm feeling neediness show up. This is where my energy is sticky. Like her world-class laser, laser coaching skills, because she's already been to that depth within herself, can then reflect back to me. Here's where you're here's where you're attached. Here's where you're stuck. This is where the sticky energy is coming in. This is all the pressure. This is why it feels so uncomfortable. And when I have that mirrored reflection, those of you who may have actually worked with Lo and I one one, you know what it's like to just have have the opportunity or the space to express. And then to have the coach reflect back to you everything that you just said, but almost in a more eloquent way that you're like, oh yeah, that hits different, but that was exactly what I just said. And then you're able to allow it to unlock within yourself. You unlock, you release, you're free. And the deeper that you go in this work, it's like, oh, it feels hard as it feels uncomfortable in the body where you recognize when there is this feeling of resistance show up or this feeling of pressure show up. But the more that you take the internal journey, it's like it's you're not so hard on yourself in that you start mm -hmm. to actively be able to see where you are and love yourself through your process, show yourself compassion through your process. And in that way, you're not fighting against yourself and you're not wrestling against what is you are open and willing to see things differently. Yeah. And like to what you're, you're speaking to though, just to give some like personal sort of tangible examples of what that looks like. I mean, around a year ago is what I was doing this work, um, within the area of relationships and what that, that in a very simply put way, what that looked like was accepting all parts of myself were worthy of love and were worthy of being desired by, you know, someone that I, that I desired. And previous to that, I'd had like I've shared this week, a lot of, um, a lot of stories in my head, a lot of conditions I needed to meet, uh, like a way of being that I felt I needed to somehow heal myself towards in order to be able to come to become what the reality was, was I needed to just accept and really go inward on or around letting all parts of myself be lovable, letting all parts of myself be worthy. Again, I didn't have that awareness. So it took maybe a bit longer than it needed to. And it was a little like a bit of a winding path. And in the last six months, that's the journey that I've been on now within my business, which is like, what is there in the way? Not, not what do I need to become? Not where do I need to uncover blocks? It's where am I telling the story that there are things I need to change so that I can have X? Where am I telling myself I need to be more than or better or, you know, existing solely in this one energy or in this one way of being one way of acting or showing up in my business in order to be worthy? Because that's, again, just you, that's where you're keeping all the plates spinning in the air 
trying to meet all of these conditions when in reality, let's look at the part of you that thinks you need to meet conditions in order to be worthy. Because now I have a relationship that's very free, very like there is no version of low that I feel I need to be. <laughs> um, it's just all of me is welcome and, and vice versa. And that's what makes it a very fulfilling connection. But within my business, this has like been so liberating to me. It's really integrating right now, especially with this launch, but I've been working on it for a while, which is like, imagine you are in a space of unconditional receiving on the topic of money or business or whatever it is that you desire. Same with like your body. Imagine you could be in a space of unconditional health and vitality and, you know, at a certain weight, if that's a goal of yours, um, it's looking at the parts of ourselves that are holding onto these false concepts that only certain versions of us or only certain parts of ourselves are desirable, are worthy, are enough. And we need to somehow figure out how to be in this next level version of us in order to be worthy of those things. And then that's where it's like, that's where for me, the exhaustion comes in because I'm like, I want to just be me. I want to just float and, you know, kind of flow through life and, and receive and not have fears around money because I'm not meeting some false identity or false ideal that I'm t that like a part of myself is clinging onto in order to feel worthy. Right. And, and the source of that is largely what we're going to talk about today um, in terms of where those started to really integrate for me, especially within uh, the area of relationships, but not within the area of business as well, because I'd done all the mindset work in the world in both of these areas. And it had not, it had not equated to quote unquote enough, or it had not been enough to release the blocks that I had. And it's because I was looking in the wrong places. And we've spoken about this a little bit this week. Um, and we're going to go like really dive into it today. Yeah, today, we're really going to dive into how if you decide to go the route of looking into the body first, you can actually unlock yourself a lot faster. And um, we've got a quick question here from, while getting into a relationship, because I always felt that they wouldn't accept me or love or they'll see me in my imperfection. So I used to think that I have to be fully healed to be in relationships. Kashal, this is a great question because um, this is how I was thinking not too long ago, <laughs> maybe like six or whatever, six or seven months ago or something. Lo and I did this episode we've referenced a couple times on the Lo and Zo show where she coached me into the new paradigm of really like understanding. I withheld the idea of love and relationships for myself for so long because I, I just felt like in order to receive that, I had to be next level Zo when in fact, like that's just not the case, but that was very much the lens that I had on the lens that I was operating in. And, um, it's been a journey, but it doesn't actually have to be a long one to just decide to put down that condition and decide that you're lovable just because you are, you decide that you can do the work with someone else. And honestly, like there's no such thing as fully healed. Yeah. We would not be on planet earth if like, if there was a fully healed thing happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, like I fell into the same way of thinking and it and it's perfectionism, right? It's let me just exist in this one energy and mindset and it's mostly unattached and it's really confident and really sure. And she's living in the end and she, like just these ridiculous requirements that I was never going to be able to meet. And that we're ultimately another way of saying, I'll be just so stonewalled in my relationship that he'll never see me be vulnerable. He'll never see me get upset about things. And I still, to this day, when I get triggered about something or like have to have a conversation 
Um, and this isn't just within my relationship, but in my life, there's this fear of mine. That's like, well, if I bring this up, you know, I'm going to upset them and then they're going to leave or whatever. And he repeatedly says to me, like, you're safe. <laughs> like you can communicate all these things. But for me, I'll just sort of share my experience as someone that came from that, that way of thinking. Um, I have done tremendous healing since I met my partner. And I think that he would probably say the same. What I did do not long before meeting him was let go of the notion that certain parts of me were worthy of love and certain parts weren't right. And I, I came to this place and, and it's been something integrating in my business too, that is like such freedom. I came to this place where I felt I decided if whoever it is that I'm meant to meet is not someone that can hold space for all of me, then it's not a relationship that I want. Right. And in business, if I'm in a certain energy and that's what attracts clients to me, those aren't actually aligned clients because I'm going to have days where I'm a hot mess and I don't want this story in my head of, well, now today I'm not going to get as much you know, love and affection from my partner. Now today, my clients are going to question whether they should have decided to work with me. Like it's all, it's crazy when you put these words to it, but I just really, I did the work around and then ultimately decided that if being in a certain state of healing, quote unquote, um, and I don't even love the idea of like, I, I think you can heal the nervous system. I think, you know, there's parts where that word comes into play, but the idea of healing is essentially you know, there's part of me that's broken and it needs to be healed. There's no part of you that's broken. And when we start to accept that we are worthy in our totality and in our, you know, the parts of us that maybe are, you know, kind of crazy sometimes or insecure or that get anxious about things or whatever, when we start to accept that even those parts are worthy and, and desirable and, and loved, you know, deserve to be loved, we attract people that reflect us back to that reflect that back to us. Right. And so this divine magnetism that we've been talking about is in a sense, sort of an antidote to a lot of the messaging that's out there that insists that everything you want is on the other side of becoming this perfect version of yourself. And that's where I see people, you know, get just so stuck in this frame of thinking where they're judging every thought and every emotion. And they're not allowed to have days where they're doubting things because that means that all the bad stuff is going to happen and on and on. And I'm speaking just from experience. Um, but I can tell you that the perfect relationship is not one where you're both just healed and, you know, never have bad days. It's the one where you both accept that you're allowed to have bad days and still be wildly worthy of love from the other. Yes, so beautifully said, Lo. Are you good if we dive into the body? Yes. Now, yes. yeah. So the topic of today, like release the body to release the mind is something that we've we've started to take a journey into the past um, couple of days, especially yesterday, we started going a bit deeper into it. And what I want to invite you all to really think about um, as I start to to speak more into this is that the body is the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the body. And we can spend all of our days trying to mind our way through, like sift through all of our limiting beliefs and all of the constructs. But the truth is the ego part of our mind is built to create constructs and conditions for the rest of our lives. It will always be collecting information and will always be constructing rules. It, it's this continuous masterpiece, really of this orchestration of your mind that's always just trying to predict, to create, to keep you safe, all of that. So when we decide to go the route, the route, the route <laughs> um, of going to the body first, 
and essentially the subconscious mind and starting to really love, come to a place of full acceptance, right? And eventually then a place of unconditional love for the body. That is acceptance of our subconscious mind, acceptance of our patterns, of our conditions and loving ourselves regardless. So I shared this quote um, the past couple of days as well. I believe it's by Sigmund Freud. That is knowledge will be the case or the source of our neuroses. We are always going to be reading books. We are always going to be collecting information and the ego is always going to attempt to try to hold that against us in ways to keep us safe. It's always going to try to hold us hostage to identity and rules, right? It's not like the ego is is evil or anything. It's It doesn't have that type of energy to it. It's just doing its job. But this is why if we go the route of the body first, if we decide to drop into our bodies, if we decide that it is safe for us to be in our bodies, because the majority of us, I think all of us at some point in our lives, um, most of the time in childhood found this point in time where we disconnected from our bodies right? Maybe it was the first time you experienced fight or flight. Maybe it was a car accident. Maybe it was abandonment, right? It can be an array of different things, but there are a lot of different ways in which that may have occurred in childhood where the messaging was set, the ego really, really held on to something that it wasn't safe for you to be in your body, right? As in it, the subconscious mind is not a safe space to explore. The subconscious mind is not a safe space to be. And in fact, we need to like resist it, right? Where we can try and then, and then sort of the mechanism or the way of being comes in of I'm going to, I'm going to keep adding things to my life versus doing the deep dive in and excavating out, right? So it's like, I'm going to add things into my life. I'm deciding that I'm going to manifest X, Y, Z. I'm going to bring this money in. And that's essentially like the subconscious way of trying to fill the void. When really, if you take the journey deeper and you start to clean out what's there in your channel, in your body, in your subconscious mind, that's how you become that space of nothingness, right? When you decide to surrender over all of the stuck energy, all of the trauma from the past, everything that's been there through time, you become an open space. And you be, you literally become the open space that the divine rushes into. And the reason why it's so powerful to go the route of the body first is because, like I said, the mind's always going to be doing its thing. But if you decide to listen to the body and decide to offer up love to the body, you start to dissolve the constructs and the conditions and the ways of thinking that have held you hostage in multiple different areas of your life all at once because you're deciding to love yourself. And uh, anything you want to reflect in that, though? Well, so I was saying to Zoe yesterday, one of the things that I love about our partnership is that we both have different approaches to explaining similar topics and different, the, the way that you explain it or share uh, something that's coming through versus the way that I do, they're going to land for different people. So I want to reflect on what Zoe is saying from a slightly more like, Zoe has this very beautiful spiritual um, approach to understanding these things. For me, I've always been very like analytical or like I, like I said, I love like the science behind the woo. Like I love to understand why something is really going to value me in terms of work that I, or be of value to me in terms of work that I'm investing in. Um, so I just want to share from that perspective in case it lands differently for anybody else or makes this topic something that can really, um, 
just be integrated for you. And so for me, I mean, we shared about the nervous system and how when we're faced with a potential threat or we're not feeling safe, that that's a, uh, a response that is happening in the body. And then the body utilizes the mind as one of its tools for staying safe. Um, but I think a, another part that's really important to understand about that is the, you know, how it is that we store trauma deep within the body, right? And Zoe and I both talk about times of release, like having crying fits, if you will, <laughs> as being these really you know, beautiful opportunities to release energies that have been stored within the body from past experiences where we sort of shoved things down because we didn't know how to process them at the time, or we didn't have the capacity to process them and how those, as we up level, oftentimes that can be a very sort of emotionally turbulent time, depending on what it is that you're working towards, um, because these lower level energies that are the result of past traumas are coming up in order to be released, right? Feel it to heal it. What happens instead is we're like setting an intention for a million dollars or whatever. And the body naturally wants to help us release what's being held within it that is not aligned with where it is that we're desiring to go in terms of our next level ability to be open and to receive at that kind of level. And so we start to have these these emotions come up and we make that wrong because we're like, no, no, no. If I want a million dollars, I have to feel abundant. And right now I feel like I'm puddle on the floor and this is bad. And so we shove it all back down. Right. And so I think first and foremost, and, and to what Zoe is saying, starting to feel safe within the body and actually honor its impulses and allow ourselves to feel the emotions that want to come up with an understanding of how, how much of a release that is. Um, is a really, really powerful thing. And a lot of what we're going to do in divinity is very body-based. It's like understanding that it can't shift in the mind if it doesn't also shift in the body. And I shared a couple of days ago about uh, Dr. Joe's work around, you know, the, the mental and emotional programs and how our thoughts are the language of the brain and our emotions are the language of the body. And we've been talking about this space of openness this week, right? Of allowance and how that feels. It's, it's a feeling of ease. It's a feeling of flow. It's a feeling of, you know, receiving it's, it's different for everybody in terms of what it feels like. But for me, it, it just feels like this huge breath out, like ah, I can just relax and things can just come to me. And so to me, this whole topic of being divinity is in the body first. And when we do the work within our body of finding that space of ease um, and openness, that's what allows for our mind to follow suit, right? And so a lot of the work that I started doing personally uh, was in bringing down the body, feeling safe in my body because it's the body that wants us to run from things, right? It's the body that stores things. It's the body, as Zoe says, that is the subconscious mind and vice versa. And we've been talking this week about different ailments that both Zoe and I have. We're going to talk about that a little bit more because a lot of you guys have been resonating with that. And it wasn't even something we originally were going to chat about at, in detail um, in divinity, but we, or sorry, um, divine magnetism, <laughs> but we feel, or we, we hear, you know, the collective request for it. And it's certainly something we both have a lot of experience with. But the thing about disease in the body is that it is dis-ease, right? It's stress that we're holding. It's anxiety that we're holding. It's the ways in which we are fighting ourselves and our, and our, you know, with our thoughts, we're fighting the body, we're fighting our lives, we're fighting ourselves. And that very often 
manifests as dis-ease within the body. We think that disease is very physical. In my opinion and, and my experience, it's very emotional. And when I started to experience autoimmune illnesses or uh, an autoimmune illness, of arthritis at 25, which was really bad and really scary. And there's times when I'm fighting with myself and it still comes up. It's not something I've ever completely healed, though it is a big focus of mine for the next six months of divinity and beyond. Um, like I was 25 and I would have days where I couldn't walk. I couldn't hold a hairbrush. I couldn't turn a doorknob. Um, and there's still times when I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it literally feels like somebody has taken a sledgehammer to one of my wrists. And I don't talk about it that much because I don't like to feed too much energy into it. But I knew even back then before I had any of this awareness or knowledge, I just intuitively knew like I have been fighting my body and making it wrong for my entire life for 25 years. And it would make sense to me that now it's starting to you know, not be able to hold the weight of all of that. Right. And so we're so hard on our bodies. We're taught to be, especially as women, but I think just in our society in general, but especially as women, right. We're, we're told that they're only worthy and desirable. If they look a certain way, we, we torture ourselves with, you know, not enough food and too much exercise. And we're just constantly throwing hate at the body or resistance fighting at the body. And it does start to show up, you know, if not in disease, then in other areas of our lives. And it is dictating how we're able to think. And so then we get into mindset and manifestation and we never hear about how important it is to start approaching things from the body first and how huge that is. And I shared a few days ago, but in case anyone missed it, like I did 10 years worth of reading and coaching and full on programs and um, like just all the kinds of, you know, self-development work that I could around this area that for me was love and relationships because I never felt fulfilled or even close to it in this area. And as soon as I started understanding how important the body was for me, my, I manifested my boyfriend in three weeks after 34 years of largely being single um, and just only ever feeling let down. It was work that needed to be done within the body for all the reasons that I just talked about. Um, but I didn't know that. I was like, I'm trying to mindset. I, affirmations. I'm worthy of love. Meanwhile, the body was like, we don't actually feel safe in receiving any of this. And you've not given us any reason to believe that it is safe. So I'm going to make sure that I keep you safe. That's my job. And we're going to just keep sabotaging in this area. Right. So I, I know I've gone on for a long time here, but this is such an important thing for people to understand. When you start to release the body, you release the mind and that space of open receiving that we're talking about, that's an emotion that needs to be created first in the body and the mind will follow. And when we are in the mind, we're so susceptible to spirals and trying to figure things out. And we cannot figure things out that way. We cannot often mind our way to the next unlocking that needs to happen. It's actually when we go the route of the body and we decide to listen to the body and take that journey within that the awareness comes so much faster. And then, as I explained, kind of dissolve the previous identities and the ways that we're keeping hostage. So in taking and starting to really understand the emotional, spiritual, like energetic connections between the body and the mind, how the body and the subconscious mind are one, we can then start to decide to be an active participant in the journey to a way that we haven't been before, where we are listening to the body. And I think that we can all agree here that everything in life has a purpose, right? Like each of us has a purpose. Anything that's presenting itself in your reality has a purpose. It's there to teach you something. 
until something no longer has a purpose, it will not cease to exist, right? So anything that you're experiencing in your body is trying to teach you something, is trying to communicate with you. And until you address it at the root, it will continue to arise again. It will continue to exist because it still has a purpose. Until you decide to integrate the lesson, it will not cease to exist. So listening to the body is the gateway. The body is the keeper of the sacred wisdom. And what I can tell you from my own journey is the more that I've gone deeper into my body, I unlock more and more and more. I am continuously the space of more and more and more openness. And I allow for wisdom to come through that like is all of, of my own, but is of source. And I really began to open up the channel in deeper ways. And for those of you who might be like, on the call today, like I encourage you to just tune into your body right now for a moment. What are you feeling in your body? Are your shoulders a bit tense? Do you feel like you could use a little bit of a stretch? If there's any tension, there's probably a bit of tension going on in the mind or running on in the back burner, right? There are other ways in which we can listen to the body with more, um, more uncomfortable things that might arise. Like I've shared about my scoliosis and the, and the root of that being not feeling supported by source and that being a continuous, a chronic experience through my entire life. Or I shared about acne or pimples being resistance of the self and even self-hatred, right? That arises, that's, that's arises you to show you that you're not loving on yourself in the way that you could. And the struggle there comes when we try to like mind our mind, like Lo said, feed ourselves affirmations. It's, it's not about feeding yourselves affirmations. It's about doing the journey of the heart, going within the heart, finding forgiveness, unlocking yourself from that place first that allows you to unlock your mind. The more that you unlock the body, the more that you unlock in the mind in regards to wisdom, in regards to imagination, in, the, in the regards to everything that you're being willing and open to receive. Um, a couple other things that come to mind for me to share like about the body is that the right side of the body is represents the masculine. The left side represents the feminine. So if there's if something continues to happen to you, like I remember my first, um, my first few months in Bali, I I got into a scooter crash twice in less than two weeks, and I both times I fell on the right side of my body, and before that I had fell when I was just like walking back to my villa one day on the right side of my body and gashed my knee. Right. So there was something to be called to be healed in the masculine. And then I decided to do that work. And then I shared when a ringworm infection happened on my legs and that was related to the mother wound and, and forgiveness of the mother and beginning to love and nurture the self and learn what it means to mother the self. A couple other things that come to mind because um, I am a Cambo practitioner. So people come to Cambo when they're having physical ailments manifest in the body. Some things that people have come to Cambo for is um, physical manifestation such as something like hemorrhoids, which is inability to release without bloodshed, right? The inability to let something go without it feeling like it has to be hard or like a bloodbath or like a battle. Other things that people might come to Cambo with is if they have um, anything related to like Epstein, Epstein-Barr, which is like if they have experienced mono, um, if they've experienced cold sores or even herpes, that is all related to boundaries, not having firm boundaries. And the way through that then is to release the ways in which people feel like it's not safe for me to actually be in my own power and actually have boundaries, right? So they're, they're, there is that book that I shared, Metaphysical Anatomy, which does go into a lot of things like that. 
But it's like, if you're willing to be curious about what the body is manifesting, instead of rejecting yourself in the manifestation of that, you can open yourself up to divine wisdom and love like you've never known. You can open yourself up to love and acceptance in a way that you've never experienced before. And in that unlocking of love and acceptance of the entire body, that's when the subconscious mind can be released. It can release itself of the things that it's holding on hostage because the body will continue to sponsor the thoughts, right? And, and the ego will continue to create, will continue to search for evidence for the stories. Like, for example, me and my spine, that's my journey here on earth. It was my journey for um, up until my, my life up until this point. And it was, I was continuously searching for the evidence that I was not supported. That's the lens in which I saw my reality. I am not supported. I'm not supported by God. I was not supported by my mom. My dad doesn't even support me. The, whatever else doesn't support me. Like that was like the lens in which I could see reality because the spine was like because of the misalignment, because of the pain, because of the suffering. And because I wasn't going the route of the body, it was sponsoring the thoughts that were creating my entire reality. And until I decided to go the route of I'm open to healing my body, I'm opening to listening to my body, I'm opening to loving my body, that's when I set myself free of that entire construct and paradigm that was running and quite frankly, the root of all of my suffering in my life. And I'm free now. I can tell you guys I'm on the other. I never, ever thought that it would be possible to be free in the way that I'm free. Mm. So as you're talking, I meant to tell you all week, I'm always like subconsciously looking for the heart. You know, when like someone's on Instagram live and you can heart as they're talking. I'm always like, how do I like this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, I, you're, you're, as you're talking, uh, it's reminding me of a call I was on maybe like a month ago with a client that I've thought about ever since. And she originally booked the call because she was having a lot of hard time with eczema. And uh, she said in her like pre-call form before we got on, she said, you know, I'll, I'll visualize this getting better and then it will for a little while, but then it comes back. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to see here. And on the call, we started talking with that, uh, with her, I started talking with her about that. And she explained a couple other patterns that had shown themselves, um, with people around her. She was meeting, you know, not the right men for her that were being quite critical of her. She had a friend of hers come into her back into her life who had just said certain things that, um, you know, were really like not, not very nice, not something that a, a real friend would say. And just with the specifics of these, of these different patterns that were showing up for her, I, I could see very clearly what the emotional thing was that she was holding against herself. And she actually came to it on her own. And I said, you know, of all these things happening where you're getting men saying these things and friends saying these things, and you have, you have parts of your body that are, you know, really acting up in a way that is, is really costing you a lot in terms of your peace of mind. What is the theme here? And she, in that moment, she goes, I'm not accepting myself. And it was like such a, like it, and with more details of each of the scenarios that I won't go into here. Um, it was such a just breakthrough for her because even though, you know, it was, it, she'd been working on her own mind for a long time. I mean, this was a client from like two years ago that had been in a program with me. She'd not seen that the manifestation of all these things were pointing out at one common 
you know, way of being towards herself or, or feeling towards herself. And it wasn't until it started to manifest on her body that she could actually, we could actually bring light to that. Right. And so that then made it very simple. She said, this was like two years worth of therapy in one call because she could see where in every area of her life, there was people that weren't accepting her, weren't valuing her, but it was all pointing back to the ways in which she wasn't valuing herself or accepting or celebrating. I mean, she's someone that is incredible, like really deserves to celebrate herself, but because of certain things in the past and things she'd experienced, she wasn't doing that. Right. And so a lot of the time our, our body is our greatest access point to, for all the reasons that Zoe's been talking about in terms of the specific kind of manifestations um, that happen and what it is that they're pointing out within us internally. Um, but, you know, from that point on, she was able to start going, okay, well, where is acceptance needing to show up? And that gave her context and a real purpose behind everything that, you know, she was, she was working towards. And with that awareness came just a lot of freedom because she was like, okay, well I do. There's so many things about myself that I do accept, but I'm not allowing that, you know, I'm fighting, I'm fighting against myself. I'm fighting against my skin. I'm fighting whatever. Right. And I just use that as an example, because I think we all have so many, so many similar stories, but the body is, is such a beautiful access point to what it is that's just needing to be released. And I'll say that a space of unconditional love is not a space that I'm currently in for my body. Like it's still a journey that I'm on. Granted, it's not one that I have overly focused on. And it's something that's still new to me in terms of the awareness of how powerful it is. Um, but what I have transitioned into, and I, and I share this because I don't want anyone to be like, okay, well, how do I feel unconditional love for my body when I all I know is a, a lifetime worth of being so hard on it. Because for me, I definitely grew up with a lot of judgment towards my body. It was certain things I saw just in the people around me in terms of how we talked about our bodies, in terms of different comments that I got. And I was just, I mean, I've never been, um, I've never been like much heavier than I am right now, but I was really fixated on just this idea of being super thin and it was actually like the, what kind of kicked off for me, all of this fear of rejection and, um, fearing of not being desired by someone. And so for years, I mean, in my, my teens, and then again, in my twenties, I went on like crazy diets where like my hair started falling out and I like lost my menstrual cycle for six months at a time because I was just, again, fighting with my body. And it wasn't long after that, that I started having, um, issues with joint pain. And what was so interesting was then, and I've shared about it a little bit in the group and just some voice notes this week, was that when this arthritis started showing up and I started making dietary changes that were very much based in like a decision to no longer fight. Like I was like, I'm going to make the changes that are not in punishment, that are not based in purely a desire to look a different way. I'm going to make decisions that are not based in me making my, my body wrong. And making it the source of all the things I think I can't do in my life. And as soon as I started doing that and the specific dietary changes, which to me, it's like the dietary changes can be very personal. Like the, the actions that you are led to are going to be the result of, you know, this space of openness and, and love that you find, the energy that you're coming from. And that's going to look different for everyone. For me, it was like a high carb vegan diet that I loved and that I thrived on. Somebody else that would not be, you know, the way to go about it. And I don't believe, I just, for me, believe it was the emotional journey, but I started to really 
work with my body and all my symptoms went away. I lost 20 pounds, even though I was eating 3000 calories a day in carbs. Um, and I just never felt better. But what came first and foremost was a decision to start working with my body. And that changed my mindset. And I started attracting different people into my life. I started on my entrepreneurial journey and it all started with the body and deciding to no longer fight with myself, right? So what is your body wanting to show you? It's not necessarily that you have to get to a space right away with your body that is unconditional love. I would say right now, it's more like, I don't, I'm just not fighting it. I I can't say there's unconditional love because there's things I want to go back and work on over these next six months specifically. Um, but I certainly don't fight my body. I look at it way differently in the mirror. I still have old thoughts creep up and, uh, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing thing. So if you're coming from years and years of resistance around your body, you know, the journey is going to be one that requires just a space of okayness first and foremost, likely. And then from there, you can start to build a new way of relating to it. Um, that is based in unconditional love, but this isn't a game of perfection and only thinking beautiful thoughts about your body. You can still be having, you know, thoughts of like, just old patterns pop up, but be choosing in those moments to keep working with and keep coming back to a space of just release around what those thoughts and resistance are. Yes. The hardest part of the entire journey when it comes to deciding to let the body lead the way in these ways and deciding to really drop into yourself at a much deeper level is the decision to put down the sword is to continue to stop stopping the fight. Because the thing that's keeping you from really going into your body is the mind, because the mind doesn't trust it, right? The mind loves to run the show. The ego loves its constructs, loves predictability, knows, knows what it's deeming as safe based on your past. And when you're choosing to live life more from a space through the intuition, through the body, that can be very scary to the ego mind, right? But in fact, like low saying it's when we decide to stop the fight like we don't we won't automatically be like unconditional love but like it is the hardest part deciding that I'm not going to fight this reality anymore I'm not going to fight this one vessel that I was given anymore that's a huge decision to make for yourself that's actually a huge choice to make um because our entire lives we've been sub subconsciously or maybe on autopilot making the choice that we're letting the mind lead our lives when we decide to put down the sword, stop the fight and just be like, I'm open to living my life differently. I'm open to seeing things differently. I'm open to being curious and I'm open to actually releasing the suffering from a space that I haven't come at before because we can continue to read the books. Like I said, we continue to consume the knowledge, but no matter what each and every single one of us, all of our answers lie within all of our pathways looks look different than one another. But until we decide to go inwards and really listen to that, really drop into that, really learn to trust ourselves in those ways, we're just going to keep trying to mind our way. We're going to keep butting our heads like against ourselves. We're going to keep playing that ping pong game inside the mind and history is going to continue to repeat itself, right? Because we're still trying to operate at the same level of consciousness and consciousness isn't something that we can, we can read a book and all of a sudden adapt, consciousness is earned. And the way that consciousness is earned is through experience. And the way that we integrate that is through embodiment, is that we have an experience in our lives. And instead of choosing to reject that, we choose to integrate that. We choose to understand, learn the lessons from that and become that, right? The audio that I shared yesterday 
unity, which was a part of your homework to listen to, like he, he expresses in that is just like dissolve into the feelings, go into the feelings. We, we have been so programmed a lot of the times, like through our upbringing, I can say like my dad always said, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. So I held in so many cries. You know what you guys, I've been crying almost every single day this entire month. Um, and I'm real, real happy for it because I feel real free <laughs> on the other side of every single one of those cries. But it's like, we actually have to, to do the work of undoing, right? What we did out of unawareness through our entire lives thus far. And it's a deep journey, but it's a rewarding one because the, the level of self-love, the level of trust and the level of freedom that's on the other side of all of this is like something that I could have never personally imagined for myself. I never thought that I could have ever felt so free in my own body and have the relationship that I do have with my own body to witness that I myself am a miracle, that the body is a miracle and being able to see the self in that way, to be able to just work on freedom internally and then have that manifest on the external, right? Not having to, again, try to go to the quantum field or imagine all the time for money to come to me just to be a space of abundance, to be that, that, that sanctuary inside that invites the divine to rush in and flow to me everything that was always meant to be mine. Yeah, that's, that's the space I've been accessing too in business. And it feels so good (laughs) to be like, it's just, it's just coming because it is. And like yesterday, you know, within our launch, we've got a beautiful group of you that have joined Divinity. We cannot wait for these next six months. And there was just no conversation between Zoe and I. Like when we used to launch like some of the earlier rounds of Quantum Creators, we'd be really intentional about our mindset throughout the whole thing. And that's not even been a conversation. We've just been like, we're open. We're open to exactly how this wants to go. Our bodies feel good. We're regulated. You know, just all of like, it's just this very beautiful space. Um, but uh, to me, this one saying or one quote by Dr. Joe, and we love Dr. Joe, he's been living like one of the most influential sort of teachers in this space, if you will. There's one thing that he says, which is the mind can only think as great as the body feels or it's something like that. And I went through a time in the pandemic where I was so stricken with anxiety and fear and worry. Like I was just in this constant state of feeling tense. And I went so far as to talk to, um, you know, a doctor about the potential of like anxiety medication, which, um, I learned what I needed to learn before it came to that point, but I had been for a long time just trapped in this. I just felt like I couldn't, even if there was nothing going wrong in my external reality, I would just wake up with this intense anxiety and I would start looking for problems, right? Because that's what an an activated nervous system does. It's like, there's a threat here. There's something going wrong here. You need to find what it is so that you can fight it. And I would wake up and be like, Lauren, you're good. Everything's fine. But I could not shake this anxiety. And, um, And it was really like just stealing all potential of peace of mind from me, uh, for like months and months and months. And, um, once I, it it was a real breakthrough. I did a whole training around it, but it was a real breakthrough for me to understand that this was not a mindset. This was an emotional program within the body. And I was actually really lucky to manifest a, a doctor that understood that and actually was saying like, you've just really conditioned yourself over, you know, the pandemic and with other things going on for an emotional program of anxiety. She didn't quite put it that way, but, and that, you know, really helped to just nail it in. And so for me, what a lot of this body work has looked like outside of 
my actual relationship with my body itself. But in terms of shifting out of stuck patterns within certain areas of my life at that time, it was, it was very business oriented. Um, I really started to calm the body. I really started to get the body present. I would take myself out to get breakfast and I would just sit there and I would savor, you know, the bagel that I was eating and I would get slow and I would, I started listening to binaural beats all of the time and meditation music. I started meditating a lot more. I became intentionally present. Um, and it didn't shift things immediately. It was like, sometimes I'd get a little bit of, of, um, you know, just relief from it. But I understood this is something I have to practice. I practiced anxiety and fear and stress, and those became my default way of being. Now I have to practice okayness. Now I have to practice safety and I have to, you know, invest in that emotional program and start to, you know, there's a very scientific reason, but um, it's, it's really filling the body with certain hormones that are associated with different emotional states. So I have to start like getting my my body familiar with again the hormones of safety the hormones of and and chem- well yeah I, I don't know exactly the way to describe it but the the chemical state within the body that is the result of safety of stillness of presence because it's very familiar with and even addicted to anxiety you know um adrenaline all these fight or flight emotions and it was i was doing that work around my business and anxiety that had come up for me over the pandemic and it started to really impact other areas of my life and that's when I met my boyfriend like it didn't even take that long to be honest um but for me if you're stuck in these loops in certain areas of your life that you just feel like you can't get out of start to presence the body start to show the body safety start to you know just practice that that space of openness within the body because that's literally going to change your genetic makeup it's going to change the chemical state that you are existing within which then sponsors thoughts that are aligned with that yes and then it's like a whole new level of freedom on the other side of that always than you could ever imagine because a lot of the time like we've been living our entire lives with these things locked in our bodies locked in our nervous systems and when we make the journey of allowing the body to feel safe to release these things it's a whole new level of freedom like we've never known and we can understand why the journey was what it was and what was always available to us we understand new levels of how powerful we are ways in which we can heal ourselves and that integrates deeper levels of self-love, of understanding, of compassion, of acceptance. And ultimately that just exudes magnetism and confidence to the entire world, to the universe, to just, again, rush in, to flow in all that was meant for us, right? And like our realities, whatever's presenting itself, it's always going to be a journey. There's always going to be challenges, but there's always solutions for that. And it's about taking the journey within, being willing to listen, being willing to see things differently. Again, starting to decide that you want and are ready to go above the mind in ways, right? Quieting the mind, not listening to the constructs, not listening to the spirals and deciding to take your power back in those ways. And that can start with just finding that safety in the body so that the mind can start to 
quiet down, to simmer down, and you can start to listen to yourself more deeply. You can start to allow that wisdom, that intuition to come through that will always provide you with that next step. Like Lo and I were touching on yesterday, the aligned actions will always come. The teachers, the guides, the, the programs, the next step, the book, whatever you need in your journey will come, but it, it can only find you in the present moment. It can only find you in a space of a certain amount of like quiet and peace. But in order to get to that place, you've got to do the work to to silence the mind. And the body is the gateway there. The body is the fastest way there when we can start to really show ourselves safety, when we can start to self-soothe, start to nurture ourselves in ways that we've always been needing but didn't know how to give ourselves. That's when we access the the wisdom, the guidance, the love, everything that we're desiring. Yeah. And the wisdom that you're speaking to, I was just reading um, Rachel's comment here about, you know, being curious about what your thyroid is trying to tell you. You've replaced panic with curiosity. Like we live in a society where we, we have something happen with our bodies or we feel a certain way. And what we're given is, you know, things to, to bandaid it essentially. And, and there's always a space for all of that. I'm not knocking Western medicine. Um, but we never then look at, well, what's underneath this, right? What is this wanting to tell me? And it's a, it's a personal balance for all of us. For me, I just didn't, when it came to arthritis, I did not want um, any kind of, uh, you know, medicine because of the, just there's even more health implications with going that route. Um, But if we can get curious, the way you said, Rachel, that's beautiful. And then have that be our informant because the, there's just so much wisdom available, but we're actually taught to push our body down, to make it wrong, to, you know, fill it with things that make it temporarily feel better, um, to run from our emotions, you know, and I think one of, one of the reasons that COVID was so hard for so many people was that we had to now be with ourselves, right? We couldn't distract ourselves. We couldn't distract ourselves from the, the um, emotions that we were used to running from or escaping from. Um, so there's actually this real opportunity in working with the body, which then has you release resistance and start to feel better or lose weight. I mean, I've had, I've had times when I released a bunch of, um, resistance around my body and lost like 15 pounds in a couple of weeks to the point where people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, I literally did nothing. I just all of a sudden lost all this weight, but it was resistance. It was what I was energetically holding onto within the body that I let go of. Um, but yeah, it's, we, there is so much learning to be done through starting to tune into and listen to the body. And I think just that awareness is a beautiful gateway into possibility, into abundance, because otherwise what we're doing, we're approaching things from mindset, we're ignoring the body, we're pushing it down. We're still often, very often trying to manifest things that will cover up what we're feeling inside the body, right? Trying to fill ourselves in, right? I feel lonely. I need somebody to come in and and feel that. Well, let's actually go to the part of your body that feels lonely. Not that we can't feel a state of loneliness and have that be totally okay and, and desire community and connection. Of course, that's one of our rights as human beings and, and something that's still very important. But if we're doing it again, from a space of not acknowledging what's in the body, or, you know, we want the successful business because there's a wounded inner child that was told they'd never amount to anything. It's just this very resistance filled space that has us, 
you know, just really not be able to access that space of allowing. And that's why I think people are like, allowing can't possibly be enough. It's got to be harder than that. But in reality, we're just, we're compensating for um, just all of this inner lack within us. We're trying to create from a space of not good enough or unwanted or whatever. And I mean, you can do it. It just, in my experience, doesn't stick around (laughs) or it's hard to maintain. There's not this space of like, trust and I kind of look at it as like once I've once I've created something I I kind of I want to surrender it I want to not be the person that has to hold it up right I was talking with a, a client the other day who's created beautiful success for herself and um she was really being called to trust more I told her your capacity to quantum leap in the way that you're being called because all these opportunities were coming and our business was expanding your ability to actually have those quantum leaps manifest for you is going to be in direct correspondence to how able you are to let go of some of the plates that you're keeping spinning right now because you can't do it all you can't be the one that holds up all of these different pieces of your life and your business that you've built it is time now to rely on something you know outside of you which is the divine, right? Which is the universe, whatever you, you guys resonate with. But that comes from a space of being very regulated within the body, because otherwise it's way too scary to trust something we can't even see. (laughs) But the lives that everybody here is creating are made possible and also just so sweet and so ease filled when we can get to a place where we're very regulated within the body and we're able to, you know, kind of surrender things over. I don't, I do this all the time in my, in my relationship, I'm constantly surrendering or releasing where I think things should go. I'm releasing, you know, any, like, it's just this, it's not something I even feel like I'm trying to create. It's something that is bigger than me in a sense. And I'm allowing for it to be whatever it's meant to be. But in that there isn't like things for me to constantly do or worry about. Right. Yeah, it's just this, it's this kind of consistent, um, when you have the level of awareness, but getting the human out of the way over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and, up and it gets easier and easier and easier. Um, like I mentioned, the hardest part is coming to the awareness of I've, I feel like I've been doing this all wrong. And I'm going to choose to like, forgive myself and accept like what has been, but I'm going to put down the sword now and I'm going to stop fighting against the reality that's presenting itself. And I'm going to surrender to everything that's here for me to learn. And I'm going to surrender to myself. I'm going to surrender to my journey. I'm going to get out of my own way. And I'm going to trust in something greater than myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, this is such a huge part of where we're going to have things be led within or the space from which we'll lead things within divinity. Um, and whether you're on a specific body journey or not, it it doesn't really matter. The body plays a huge role. And, uh, you know, that's something that I'm really excited to do. I mean, just this call, I've had so many like realizations for myself. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. Um, so it's an ever evolving journey, but when we approach things purely from mindset, it's like, none of it really reaches down further than like our neck, (laughs) you know, it's like where our body isn't on board with where we're wanting to go, what we're wanting to bring in. And we're, we're missing big pieces of the puzzle and focusing so much on our beliefs. But if we can instead cultivate that emotional experience within the body, the mind follows suit, follows suit. I was telling Zoe yesterday, like my money mindset, the last few weeks has been really good. And I've not tried any of that. My body just feels really good and really open to receiving. And so the thoughts are like, 
money is just coming to me from everywhere. Yesterday I had like five different income streams bring me money. And I didn't, I wasn't like writing down, you know, affirmations around money. <laughs> now that there's, I'm not knocking that because there is some, some, of course there's value around working on our beliefs. But in my experience, the safer my body feels, the more my thoughts support that. Right. So uh, we also had a comment in here about the power of forgiveness. And that's something that we're going to talk to tomorrow, which is going to be really potent for you guys. It's at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on there? So before we jump off? No, just thank you all for listening. Thank you again for being a part of this container. We appreciate and love you all. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.